You are now listening to the CRC Podcast, brought to you by Pastor Ad Bossoff. We trust that this message will change your life forever. Come on, if you believe God's got a great future for you, and you're not willing to, ready to stroll into 2022, but you are ready to run. Come on. The people say, the Bible says that people who know that God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. 2022 is going to be a great year for you. 2022 is heading your way. I hope you are ready for a great 2022 because God still says, I know the thoughts I think toward you, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Welcome Faith TV. Welcome Praise TV, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, uh, CRC Online radio stations all over the world. In Russia next year, we are coming to you with a great crusade in Stalingrad, Israel, America, Europe, India, Pakistan, China, all over Africa. And welcome to all our CRC churches. And we just released a new single yesterday, our beautiful band, Le Funo, his birthday, and he's heading up uh, the music, Making Rivers. And uh, we are being played on the two top Christian stations in London with great, great, or England with great feedback. I think we're gonna give God a praise that He's taking our music and our ministry all over the world. Come on, right here from South Africa. Because we are not second best. We are not second best, we are the best. I said, we are the best. That means you are the best in Jesus' name. And um, we are going to release an album, a new album in the very near future. And luister nou mooi, Lefuno. Jy bent maar mooi luister, want jy gaan een Afrikaanse aanbiddingslied op hy album ook sit. Jy moet maar vertaal. We're gonna put an Afrikaans worship song on, a Sutu worship song. A Kosa worship song and then many English songs in Jesus' name. How many of you believe it's a good idea? Come on. Yeah. We are not going to apologize for our culture. We're not going to conform to our culture, but we're not going to apologize for it. So um, be brave, be bold, and write something that can appeal to everybody. And let me say this if you Kosa, you might have to go and sing along with Afrikaner. And if you're an Afrikaner, you're going to have to sing along with the Zulu. And we all are going to praise God in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I go to many conferences and I have no idea what they're singing about. But I know it's good and I just shuffle as good as I can. And I understand the hallelujah. And I hallelujah, I don't get an attitude if I don't understand the language. So please, we're way beyond that. We are South Africa. We are Africa. No matter our culture, no matter our background, our future is together like this. They cut my fist off, okay? This is our future. Together we stand, united. Come on camera, united. We will go lift up the camera. United we stand in Jesus' Name, amen. Amen, this is not a political thing. That is unity. I don't care what the politicians use, but they stole it from God in any case, because God lives in unity. We live in unity, amen. Satan is a divider and he knows if he can divide us, he will conquer us. But tonight, my message is for the individual. One person in this place that is hungry to excel in life. One person that is hungry to be the standout person in your generation, to get ahead in life. I learned long ago, it doesn't matter how many people believe in you, it matters how much you believe in you and I cannot be hungry for you to succeed in life. You better get hungry yourself, and we're gonna talk about that tonight. Your future, your life, 
and the role you have to play in your tomorrow. Because after 27, 28 years, most South Africans are still poor and they are waiting for a breakthrough from, dare I say, the wrong source. And I'm not anti our government, but God never called us to put our trust in a government or a political party. God gave us His Word and we can apply the Word of God and we can rise in Babylon and we can excel in life in Jesus' Name. Take your seats, thank you. You know, as a church, Every year we go through a phase, which I think is very exciting, but most of my staff find it traumatizing. And that is evaluation, where we bring every person before our steering committee and they have to give account of the last year. Two amens. And I don't know why it's so traumatic, because I was always the standout person and I loved to appear in front of my pastor and other people, so I could show them that they cannot do without me, that I'm the best, that I'm not at Joe Average. And if your name is Joe tonight, I know a Joe who's absolutely not average, but um, it's just a saying, if, you, if you're Joe Average, you're not gonna get far in life. And I'm on a mission with this young generation, which really all over the world is plagued by entitlement, believing that somebody owes them something. Now, if you live long enough like me and you're 35, then you are gonna realize that life owes you nothing and people's promises are empty. But the sad fact is that many people offer a lot of promise with very little performance. It's like the rugby coach that signs the player based on his promise and when he begins to play, his performance is pitiful. Now, I, I, I'm very, I'm always interested, you know, when, when I preach sermons where God's going to do everything. People on social media go ballistic and it's just, amen, 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 amen. Everybody's happy. But the minute we say, hey, but now let's talk about you. And people sit and they look at me like, uh-uh, uh, we don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear that we have to change. We don't want to hear that we have a, a part to play. We don't want to hear that we also have a responsible. As a matter of fact, we have the major part to play because God already did His part 2,000 years ago on Calvary. So God gave you the garden, God gave you power, God gave you the Holy Ghost, God gave you the Word, God gave you life, God gave you choice. What you do with it is up to you. So if you are like everybody else, you will just be like everybody else. So you have to choose as I had to when I was a 17 year old. 18 year old, 19 year old, 20 year old, 21 year old, I had to choose to be different and not play the victim card and not play the entitlement card. card. Don't sit shocked behind your mask because somebody has to tell you the truth and I'm not gonna offer you miracles. If you have cancer, we're gonna pray for you and believe God to heal you miraculously. But when we talk about life, there are some things you have to understand. Bible says, get wisdom, get understanding. This clock is wrong. 58 minutes, I don't have 58 minutes. So I'm talking to those who are hungry to get ahead in life. Those who are ready to be the standout person in their generation, in their environment, in their family. Those who refuse to be Joe Average. Those who refuse to find a reason to fail. 
<laughs> and if you look at South Africa today, it's not very difficult to stand out. I mean, if you work for a municipality, you should be standing out. If you work in the government, you should be standing out. As a matter of fact, if you work anywhere, if you get a job anywhere, you sh it should be easy to stand out. Because the Bible says the righteous is better, is more excellent. So you should be the go-to person in your company. You should be the excellent person in your company. You should be the person that changes the environment. That you should be the radiant person. You should be the person on the director's lips that said, that is the person for the future in Jesus' Name. You know, when I get involved, I ask people one question. Give me one reason why I should keep you. You think I'm the only employer that thinks that way? I'm gonna employ you out of self-pity and I'm not gonna employ you out of sentiment I'm gonna employ you because of what you can do for the company. I'm not talking about the church as a company, but what you add, value added. Since you are employed, what value have you added? Otherwise you cost a company. Huh? So I'm not a socialist. I'm gonna lie to you. I'm gonna tell you we're all equal, because we're not. Thank you for the hand clap. I'm not gonna tell you we're all pretty. I'm gonna tell you we were all born pretty. <laughs> um, no, I'll, I'll be very polite here. Um, but I'm talking to mainly young people. No, let me just be, let me be godly, which I am. So I wanna talk to you about Daniel and his friends. Daniel and his friends that were taken captive from Jerusalem and they are taken as slaves into Babylon with no future. They are slaves in a foreign culture, a foreign country, all the odds are against them. But they decide we have a future. No matter what BEE says, no matter what affirmative action says, no matter what apartheid has done, no matter what happened yesterday, no matter what a political party promises and never delivers, I have a future in South Africa. For every South African, jump to your feet and say, I have a great future in South Africa. So you can be 55 tonight and a white male, which is the last person that is on the list to be employed and you will find a great job. In spite of your pink complexion, in spite of company policies, in spite of what people say about you, you better connect with what God says about you and get with God's program and become a person that people realizes you are needed to rebuild South Africa. Nobody can sideline you. Say amen, okay? You say you only spoke about pink people. Well, that's for brown people, black people, Asian people, whatever color you want to classify yourself with. I don't care. You're a human being. And we all come from one blood and we all have been blessed by God. We all have been created in the image of God. And when we connect with God, we connect with our potential. And that means we can have a future anyway. So some things about Daniel and his friends, before I get into the message, listen quickly. Daniel 1 was for young men in whom there was no blemish. So they had character. 
good looking. When I shake the hands of our CRC members, I say to the young guys always, you're good looking because our guys are good looking. That's a good time to say amen because I just complimented you, okay? All of you, good looking. You were born good looking. You don't get an ugly baby. Well, that's not what I thought when I, Angelique was born because I thought, shame for, to everybody else. When she was placed in the nursery, I ran and she was 2.9 kilograms. Then she dropped to 2.7 kilograms. She was this little thing that just laid in my, in my hand and up to you, short, small, beautiful, petite. And I would run to the nursery where all the babies were. And I looked at all the other babies and I thought, poor parents, poor parents, poor parents. My baby is the prettiest. And she was, but, but there's no ugly baby. People get ugly. I'm talking about character nasty because of what happens in life and they lose themselves in the journey of life. So these young people, they're taken captive. Listen, but even when they were taken captive, they had outstanding characteristics. No blemish, character flaw. They were good looking. Listen, they were gifted. They were gifted in wisdom. They were gifted. They possessed knowledge. I always tell people if you don't know, Find out how. Don't tell me I don't know. I mean, any businessman knows if you lose a big client, you have to go win another client, right? You don't just pray, you have to market and you have to make up your losses because losses do not recover themselves. God uses people to recover losses. And this, by the way, was a year of recovery and restoration. How did you do with that, Pastor? How did you do with that? businessman, because that's a promise. But that promise is not going to just fall in your lap. So listen, I love this one. They were quick to understand. Huh? <laughs> I had somebody work for me once and when I, because I, I, I can be a fast talker and I would walk in and give 10 instructions and then the person would take me back to the second instruction. And then I forgot the other eight instructions because I would sit down and say, good morning. And I'm not one of those people that first has a, a little conversation. If you work in a work environment, I'm gonna sit with you. If I counsel you, I will. But if you work, it's about the job. I said, it's about the job. It's about productivity. It's not about having a nice conversation. Good morning, how are you? Did you sleep well? How's your parrot? How's your cat? No, there's no time for idle chatter. We have eight hours a day or 12 hours, however long you work, you have to redeem the time. It means when you walk into your office, you have to put on your business mind and you have to make every hour count in Jesus' Name. So they were quick to understanding. I love that, quick to understand, quick. They got it. There's a lot of people who never get it. They hear the same thing again and again and again. They don't get it. So I say the lights are not on. I say the house is empty. I'm not insulting anybody. Are you okay? Or should we just make a prayer line and lay hands on all of you and you think everything is gonna be okay? Or are you ready? And do you have the hunger for truth? And that means change. Because without change, you are not gonna grow. That means you are gonna have to grow up. You're gonna have to change. You are gonna have to get hungry. I'm saying it, I'm gonna say it again. You're gonna have to get hungry, not to go drink with your mates every Friday night, not to go party every Saturday and think that that world, the life is just gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. And 
I had ability. <laughs> it's like in Christian circles, let's not celebrate ability. But ability is a gift that God gives you. Ability is something that you have to respect and develop. Ability is the person that will run the municipality and get the bottles fixed. Not after five million claims, but will have quick to understand. I'm saying to you, all of you should be able to walk in a job. People ask me all the time, pray for a job. I say, I'm going to pray for a job. But you better wake up. You better rise up. You better be something that somebody wants to employ in Jesus' Name. When you go for that interview, they have to see something in you that nobody else has. And it's not always your CV. Because I've employed many people with a great CV that are useless as spit the day they start working. Quick. <laughs> she walk in some places and the person sits. I said, you have to buy a car. I've been here for 10 minutes and all the salespeople sit. You ain't got no future. When that customer walks in, you should get off your blessed assurance and you should meet that customer. And even if that customer is there for somebody else, you should be quick. You should be on the front foot. You should greet. I tell my pastors all the time, no shuffling in church services. No walking slow among the people. Because how you carry yourself shows people who you are. No, hello my brother, no, you fasten your pace a little bit. You, you display some energy, whether you feel like it or not, because motion or emotion follows motion. Just walk a little bit faster, straighten your gait a little bit, look your world in the eye, greet people with a friendly attitude, and you'll be amazed how people uh, change towards you. But if you walk around with your shoulders stooped and you walk with your peony half over your eyes, Number one, you don't want to do that because you want an open face. Masking is doing enough already to, to, to hide us from who we are. So you even with a mask have to be more radiant and you have to project yourself better if you want to get anybody everywhere else. You, people have to feel your energy. I would pray for, for the anointing. The anointing is God in us. Enthusiasm. God in us, enthusiasm, enthusiastic about life, energetic about our jobs. When you sit in a place, the environment should change because of you. Not the slow energy, not dragging all your disappointments along, not dragging your entitlement along with you. These young people had no entitlement, they were captive. They were prisoners in a foreign country, but there was something about them that caught the king's attention. Different culture. So your boss may be white, black doesn't matter. Your culture may be different, but everybody that's built anything ultimately will tell you that you're looking for somebody that can get the job done. No matter your color, no matter your sex, you are looking for somebody that can get the job done decently, consistently, and effectively. Can I have an amen here today in Jesus' Name? 
So verse 8 in Daniel 1, the Bible says, Daniel, and this is huge for young people, purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Now that king is Nebuchadnezzar Babylon, which represents the world, which means as a young person, you have to determine that you will not defile yourself by the standards of the world by what's happening in the world. You need to be the standout person, no matter how people criticize you. You know, when my, my kids became teenagers and my, my daughters began to see every teenager or every third or every 80% of teenage girls are sleeping around when they're 16 years old and that pressure was placed upon them to all, almost like you, you have your virginity and you're 16 years old, what's wrong with you? And I always told them, you can become like them in 10 minutes. They can never become like you again. You don't lose yourself and sell out to Babylon. You keep yourself. You be different in Jesus' name. And that doesn't mean that if you lost your virginity as a 16 year old, there's no future for you. But when you come to Christ, you're a new creature. And when you are in Christ, you have to purpose in your heart, not defile yourself, not to defile yourself with the King's delicacies, what your company offers, the, uh, the special perks that you will get if you do special things, etc., 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 etc. We don't have to play around. I've counseled enough people. I know what's happening out there in the world. I know what is happening out in different sectors of this world, how people, how the, the barriers and boundaries are totally distorted. And those people who purpose in their hearts, I'm not part of the system. When everybody else goes to party, they go to bed. They will not sell out. They will not be like everybody else. They will be different. Those people already have a head start, amen? Because they purpose. Doesn't help I purpose, you have to purpose. You have to make up your mind. You have to value yourself. You need to have the self-respect that you decide I will not be like everybody else in Jesus' Name. Short-term pain, long-term gain. So these people, the pressure's upon them to conform to Babylon and they refuse. We know the story. This is not about being a vegetarian. This is about not being polluted by the world. Because when the world gets a hold of you, you operate like the world. You become average. People lose their respect for you. Oh, you may not think like it. They talk behind your back and they say, she's just like everybody else. He's just like everybody else. You go party with your friends. You're just like everybody else. There has to be a difference. And you have to make that decision. Nobody else can. Otherwise the boys are gonna use you. And when you all spend up, you'll sit without a husband. Three amens here from girls. I mean, some girls are spent up when they're 21. Get, get real with Jesus, man. Get back to Jesus. Get your self-respect back. Because ultimately you radiate throughout your whole world. You. And if Satan can rob you of your confidence, your Christ image, you cannot carry yourself with dignity. And you cannot offer people something that nobody else offers them. Are you with me? So the first thing is they purpose in their hearts not to defile themselves. 
And because they were different, God brought Daniel and his friends into favour and goodwill. Why? Because of what I just said. They were good looking. You know, it's a fact. If you're a good looking salesperson, you get, you get better sales. Do you know that? I didn't say you have to, to, to be uh, 20 kilograms thin. I said good looking. That means you have to be the best version of you. You have to be you. You have to be the best you. Whatever it is, whatever your frame, whatever your body type, it doesn't matter. Just be the best you. Amen. Put some polyfiller on before you go for the interview in the morning. Do your nails, do your hair, brush your teeth, look presentable. All those things matter. Not just a hallelujah. And when you're walking for the job interview, you look like somebody that climbed out of a washing basket, okay? And I told you, you don't have to dress the lone behold dresses to get the job. You're better than that. I said you're better than that. You don't play to men's weaknesses. You are better than that. You are above that. You have God on your side and you have God's favour on your side. You don't lose yourself to get anywhere because God will give you favour. God will promote you. God Himself. If you don't lose yourself. So then in verse 12, <laughs> they say, please test your servants for 10 days. They are asking to be evaluated. I mean, if I work for a company, I want to be evaluated. I want to be able to state my case. Why I am not a good, a great employee. Because good is the enemy to great. Too many good people that don't get anything done. We don't need good. We need great. God is great. Yes, He's good, but He's great. Amen. You want to build a great company, you, you need to get great people employed. Not average people. Because average is the enemy of excellence. Everybody celebrates average. We're living in a world, in a climate where people are saying anything is okay. Well, the truth is that the guy that doesn't have a great CV is not going to get the position as the CEO. Because when that CEO sits with a board, he has to give account of his productivity and his performance. Nobody sits there and feels sorry for the head of Eskom right now, no matter what the colour of his skin. And I'm not having a go at him. I say nobody feels sorry for him. Maybe if he's your cousin, you do. <laughs> you have to be the difference maker. If you run with your three friends and you look just like your three friends, the three blind mice, then that's your future. Is this too direct? Huh? Yeah, that is the right. That is the reine right. That is the prachtige right. Dis die feitelike waarheid. Dis die godelike waarheid. <laughs> Ek wil hier het nie gemors geskep nie. God het nie net geskep en alles is dier mekaar nie. 
Alles is ordelik, ordentlik, skoon. Now you have a problem with white people, better leave South Africa, please. I don't have time for you any longer. I don't have time for your nonsense. Thank you. I've, had in, I, I, I've, I've rebuked white people enough over 35 of years of ministry. But this thing where black people just think they can sideline white people because they're white, that rubbish also has to stop. Can I have an amen from somebody at least in Jesus' name? So then in verse 13, they said, let our appearance be examined. So uh, uh, um, examine our productivity, examine our appearance, our attitude. At the end of 10 days, their features appeared better when they were examined and fatter. (laughs) In flesh, that all young people who ate of the king's table, so they were better and fatter (laughs) without eating from the king's delicacies, okay? Verse 17, now as for these four young men, God gave them knowledge. Why? Because they purposed not to defile themselves. So they supernaturally were endowed with knowledge. You know, David says in Psalm 190, you've made me wiser than than my teachers. I know more than the ancients because of you. God, the source of knowledge. God, the source of wisdom. So he says, God gave them knowledge. Knowledge, skill, say skill. Oh, but if you, if, you, if you want to be a doctor, at least know where the guy's heart is. <laughs> when, I, when I had my cartilage bones re- removed, um, I was in high school. The guy that lay opposite me, they cut off his wrong leg. Can you imagine that? He had kangaroo and he woke up the next day and they cut off his wrong leg. So when he woke up, he was shouting. I thought he's shouting in pain. He wasn't shouting in pain. He was so distraught because he woke up with the wrong leg gone. So he had to go back the next day and they cut the other leg off as well. How's that for being smart? And we're talking about a specialist. Not every specialist is smart. So, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now, at the end of the days when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Then the king interviewed them. And we've all been there. Where somebody sits and evaluates you. Where you sit down. When I did jails in the military and I had to go sit in front of the colonel and all the high brass it was like a pressurized moment because they chop, chose the top three to remain, to train the leaders of the next year. And I was one of the top three, but then they had to interview us. And one of the problems they wanted to throw me off or, or, or stop me from that is because of my outspokenness about Jesus Christ. Led everybody to Jesus. Prayed for everybody to be filled with the Holy Ghost, etc., etc., etc. I was radical for God. But I wasn't just radical for God and I wasn't just hallelujahing every day. I was one of the three top, the three top on the course. I was one of the best. 
So they could not throw me off. They could not find my hallelujah as an excuse and to say, well, it's just one of those Christians again. All he does is read his Bible and shaba, 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 time ah, bow tie. But this person cannot get the job done. Well, if we walk with God, surely we should have a greater power and we should be more excellent in all we do. We should work harder. We should be smarter. We should be more excellent than anybody else there in the world, okay? Not this anything will do attitude. That's not gonna get you ahead in life. And your husband may tell you he loves you the way that you are. Go ask his friends what he says. He said, do I got throw us a sugar? No, say three. I don't mean to offend anybody. The king interviewed them, and among all, all, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah. Therefore they served, therefore, 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 after they were evaluated and found the best, therefore, therefore they were headhunted, therefore they got the job offer, because they were interviewed and they were better. Therefore they served before the king. Listen, and in all matters of wisdom, understanding about which the king, the highest authority, examined them, he found them 10 times better. Not Joe Average. 10 times better. 10 times better. So if I worked as a pastor on a team with other pastors, I would be the standout pastor because I was the standout pastor when I was working for a pastor. I was the standout person. All my life, I've been the standout person. From primary school, always the class captain, always came first, head boy, then I lost myself. And when you lose yourself in God, then you lose everything. I lost myself, but the minute I found God, I found my self-respect and I found the desire to excel again. Something was triggered in me Something was restarted in me to be better, to be the best, not competing with anybody else, but being the best. Not making one excuse, not finding one reason why your results should wane. Self-respect. Love your neighbour as you love yourself. Self-respect. Respecting yourself more than your friends' lukewarmness. Respecting yourself more than the, the, the pressure that that company is trying to put on you. Refusing to be a sellout so that you can be the standout. I sometimes meet people that were at school with me and that sounds, it feels like it was yesterday, but it really wasn't yesterday, it was a few years ago. And you meet them and they still talk about the same things. Their conversation has never grown. Now they've got parents, they might be a lawyer, a doctor, and in their private lives, they've never grown. Same conversation. Bryflays, rugby, sonskate. Nonimi Chevrolet, Toyota. 
Hulle weet van, van rugby, hulle weet van cricket, weet niks van politiek nie, weet niks van die wereld nie, nooit gegroei nie, want elke naweek is net keier, drink, syp, nou is die vrouwens, ja, pas op, pas op, jou man hoor jou, hy mag miskien nie vanavond nie wees nie, maar hy hoor jou, So, 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 I mean, when we die one day, we want to we wanna die empty, right? We, we wanna ha- want to have fulfilled our visions. We don't want to go to the grave with excuses. And when I stand before God one day and, and God says, why didn't you? And I say, because of this, I was born in apartheid, or I was born then, or I was born there, etc. Apartheid was a demonic thing. Apartheid dehumanized people, rot people from so many things. But hey, it's a few years after apartheid. And God, these people, these people are taken into Babylon. You understand? Slaves, they were stripped naked. Huh? They had no rights. And yet they became the leaders in Babylon. I said they became the leaders in a political system where there was no space for them. In a foreign land where they were despised. You're a slave. They said, I'm a slave. Not a slave, I'm a child of God. I'm a son of God. I'm different. I'm not bowing to you, Nebuchadnezzar. I'm not bowing to this world. I'm not bowing to the legislation passed in Cape Town. I'm not bowing to what people say, I have no future, I have no tomorrow. I bow to what God says. I have a future, I have a tomorrow. And the way I'm going to embrace this future, I'm not going to go sit in a corner somewhere and sulk and curse and nurse and rehearse the setbacks and what is happening in the world. I'm not going to become a victim of Babylon. I am not going to lose myself in Babylon. I'm going to be the doctor God called me to be, the lawyer God called me to be, the architect God called me to be, the engineer God called me to be. And one day, even if it's a temp job, I'm going to be the best temp appointment they ever had. And I'm going to become a permanent appointment because of my attitude, because of my knowledge, because of my go-to personality. People are going to love me so much, they will not want to get rid of me. The minute I put my foot in that company, I'm going to be the best person. I'm going to be on everybody's mouth talking about this man is the man for the future. This girl is the girl for the future. Let's send her on courses. Let's pay because she has the potential. She has the character. She has the knowledge. She has the the, the self-discipline. So my brother and my sister, those people are looking for that. They will fast track you. They will offer you promotions. The world will be at your feet if you get what I'm saying to you tonight. If you move beyond, just always wanting to say, God, I need a miracle. God says, you need to change. Get some self-respect. Get some self-respect. Break those relationships that do not respect who you are. I think it must be terrible to be a beautiful woman because, you know, if I was a beautiful woman with my brilliant mind, I'd slap men every day. Because if you just looked at my body, I'd slap you. Because I also have a brain, I have potential, I have intelligence. I have a future. I'm not just a biological species on the outside. 
I am created in the image of God. So just give them that face, that face that you know to give. Mm -hmm. Don't play that game. Because that game will destroy you. Don't play to the weakness of men in the corporate world because it will destroy you. Are you listening to me? Hello? You watch rugby players get employed, they get a contract, and then a year later the contract is terminated because they had promise, potential, but poor performance. Soccer players, cricket players, we all watch some kind of sport and we think, what are you doing? This is all you do. Can't you catch the ball? You're right in front of the posts. You paid to kick the ball through the posts. That's your job. That's why you're there. Chosen out of tens and tens and tens of thousands. You know, when it's in certain stages, then I tried my best. It's simply not good enough. You have to deliver the goods. Because we all want to play this game. I tried my best. My heart is sincere. (laughs) No, your heart is not sincere. Because if your heart was sincere, you would have sincerely practiced. And perfect practice makes perfect. You would be perfect in what you did. There would be no glitch. There would be no drop in a big moment. Because that's what you are paid to do. So then they call certain teams chokers. They choke in the big moment. Hmm? I'm being brutally honest with you because I've lived this life long enough. I've pastored many people. I've seen many people come and go. Many people make big promises and tomorrow they're gone. Because when you lose your God relationship, you lose your self-respect and you're just like everybody else. Why are you ever gonna be the standout person if you're just like your friends? Like cool in the gang, cool in the gang. Cool doesn't get you anywhere. Amen. Better. Being better. Being better. Self-improvement. Now, when we talk like this, then we have to ask ourselves the question, how much time do we spend on improving ourselves? How much time do we we, we spend on self-mastery, on discipline, on growing ourselves? How much time? Do you want to be better than everybody else? You have to grow better. It's not a competition, but I have employed thousands of people in my lifetime, plant the churches everywhere in the world. And I can, I wouldn't say now, but I can quickly tell you the difference between somebody that's going to go somewhere and somebody that's not. 
I can have a conversation with somebody and in five minutes I can tell you whether this person is going anywhere. Their attitude, their demeanour, their conversation. One hesitation, one excuse, you know, done deal. Brother going nowhere. Brother going nowhere. Because the brother is hijacking himself. The brother has not resolved who he is. So then he wants to play the blame game. Somebody else is to blame for my situation. Now, you create it in the image of God and granted people are losing their jobs, granted that people are being retrenched and it's a negative environment all over the world and yet there are people like Isaac who increased in the midst of a decreasing economy because they made up their mind, I'm gonna rise above, I'm gonna be better, I'm not gonna be subdued by the environment and by the circumstances, I am going to be the standout person in Jesus' Name and I have been created in the image of God who is a creator, which means my faith can create something out of nothing, the same way God created the heavens and the earth out of nothing, that means I can create a new company, I can create a new business, I can create a new opportunity, whatever I find, do with all my mind, whatever I put my hand to, God says I will prosper you and I will bless you if I have the right attitude. But if the attitude is not right, then God cannot and will not work with you and neither will people because they can offer you the world and after three years, they are gonna be frustrated by the lack of your performance and the lack of your excellence and they will wanna get rid of you. Hear me loud and clear. I know it's not shouting sermons tonight, but it's the reality. Then your culture, your race will not help you. You better deliver the goods or they're gonna find somebody else who will. Hmm? You're shifting around uncomfortably. Thank God it's COVID and most people are at home in a coma. So we'll see how they come back next year and do great things from, for God if they can't even get their, 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 themselves in the house of the Lord. I'm gonna go very far if you don't even have respect to serve God. I'm just telling you. You know, I really have a lot to do so I can go home right now. Or I can continue. So we're gonna vote. Because you know, continue. Okay. So where you go, let me read this first, Daniel 6 verse 3. Then, listen, then Daniel distinguished himself above the governors, the satraps, because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole real. My word, he comes from Babylon. He's a slave. But because he's so different, so excellent, so sharp, so smart, skill, ability, quick to understand, problem solver, possibility thinker, value adder, 
the king is thinking to put this slave over the whole of Babylon, just under him. Think about that. He overlooks everybody else. All the governors, all the administrators. He overlooks everybody because he's attracted to Daniel who distinguished himself above, better. He was the standout person. When you sit in that class at university, you better be that standout person. You in your grade, you better be the standout person. Be hungry for leadership. Be hungry to be the class captain. Be hungry to be the head boy, the head girl. Be hungry to serve on the SR in university. Be hungry, be hungry, be hungry to excel. Be hungry to be a person of influence. Be hungry to get 80%. Be hungry to get distinctions. Apply yourself in Jesus' Name. You shouldn't be happy with 40%. You shouldn't be happy for the government to have to lower standards to get you to scrape through on your lazy bum just so that you can have a report card. You should distinguish yourself. You should be the best. Even if you study at a candle, you still have God in you. You still can excel. You still can be the best. You still can rub it into people's noses. I'm better. I'm not gonna be a victim of my circumstances. I'm gonna rise to the top in the Name of Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, some young person, shout Amen and give the Lord a praise here tonight, hallelujah. I say this often, you know, when I started in the ministry many years ago, 19, work it out, 1986, I thank God nobody ever gave me anything, I mean it. When I started the first little church in Lady Brand, six people, Nobody paid me a salary. Nobody paid my rent. Nobody paid for my transport. Nobody helped me. I thank God for it today. Because I had to learn to trust. I had to learn to pray. I had to learn to apply myself. I had to learn to reach people. And I mean, I was 23 years old and people used to say to me, because I was bold, I never thought anybody's above me because my mother always taught me, no one is better than you. It doesn't mean you are better than anybody else, but it's just in me. Nobody's better than me. I've sat with presidents, I've sat with multi-billionaires, I've sat with the top sports people and I've just seen they're all the same. We're all created in God's image. Some people just believe in themselves more than other people believe in themselves. They're not intimidated by the environment. They believe they can. So people used to say to me, then I thought, God said to, to Timothy, let no one despise your youth. I believed myself. Build the first building when I was 25 years old. Build it cash, believe God. Build it because I believed I could. I believed God was on my side. When I went to Bloomfontein, built that 4,000 seat at 29 years old. People said, well, we don't like a multiracial church. I said, I don't care what you like. This is what God wants. We're gonna get it done in any case in the Name of Jesus Christ, because God is our source, Amen. You don't need man's permission to be the standout person. You just have to be the real you, the one God created, the one God blessed, the one God designed to be fruitful and to multiply. It's in you. It's your God created nature. It's who God created you to be. I mean, when God created Adam, the Bible says He blessed him. The word blessing means He empowered him to prosper and succeed in life. It's not something mystical, some halo over your head. 
God blessed him. That's God creating him, God putting his life in him. Then God blessed him. God blessed him. People say, bless me, man. You've been blessed in Christ 2,000 years ago. You've been blessed with all spiritual blessings. You are blessed in Jesus' Name. You have to walk in the blessing. You've got, there's nothing lacking in you because God's given you all things, the Bible says, that pertains to life and godliness. You have to make up your mind to walk in dominion, to walk in what God called you to walk in. And God blessed them and God said what? Be fruitful and multiply. Have dominion. Subdue the earth. And He did. If we don't know whose we are, who we are, it doesn't matter how much God believes in us. Because the person you believe even more than God is yourself. And if you lose your self-respect, you'll have no respect for God. You'll have no respect for God's Word. And you'll have no respect for your future. Nobody can help you beyond yourself. Beyond your level of submission to God's will and your level of submission to God's plan and purpose for your life, by you becoming who God says you are, by you purposing, you purposing in your heart, I'm not gonna be like everybody else. I'm not gonna be average like everybody else. I'm gonna be the standout person in my generation. I'm gonna be the top dog in my generation because that's what God promises you, to be the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. Oh listen, people can try and make you the tail, you're not gonna stay the tail because the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you and He's gonna raise you up. He's gonna lift you up. He's gonna quicken your mortal body so that you can do what God called you to do in Jesus' Name. It doesn't help we, we, we sing these songs in Him I live and move and have my being and then we do not produce and deliver what glorifies God. Herein is my Father glorified. Don't get spiritual on me that you bear much fruit. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit. Not little fruit, much word means mega. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit. God spiritualized that. Because Adam was created to bear much fruit. When you connect with Jesus Christ, the instruction, God within enables you to bear much fruit. To prosper where everybody else is failing. That's the power of Christianity. Amen. Amen. You know, I've heard enough, 35 years of being a pastor, people saying, I'm never doing a business with a Christian again. I say, why? He says, because he can't keep his word. Christian. Christ-like. He's not on time. Christian. Christ-like. His delivery is pitiful, His service. Christian, Christ-like. Do you realize if you have an opportunity and you, and, you, and you produce something of excellence, that the best advertisement is word of mouth. Do you realize people talk about you? That's why the Bible says a good name is, is more desirable than riches. People talk about you. You, really, you don't only really talk about me. People are talking about you. So don't employ that person. You know, companies phone before they employ you for references. Hmm. 
So you, you, you know, I say this all the time. Your yesterday tells you about your tomorrow. And if your yesterday was average, what significant change has to take place for tomorrow to become excellent? What's the turning tipping point? What's the trigger? Not coming for prayer and you falling on your head. Can I tell you what? Hunger. Where you are the person, if you are supposed to kick the ball through the posts, no matter how talented you are, when everybody else goes home after the rugby practice, you stay on the rugby field and you kick 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 and you kick. Even if you've done it a hundred times, you kick it, 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 you kick it until you can kick that ball through the post with closed eyes, right? Hmm? So if we don't get committed to the process, we're never going to be committed to ourselves. So we want greatness without pursuing greatness, which is before God can build anything, He has to build the individual. If the individual is weak, the company is weak. If the individual has a feeble mind, the company has a feeble mind. If the individual is filled with excuses, the people working in the company will be full of excuses. A good book to read for business people is by Jim Collins, Good to Great. And the one before that he wrote, is built to last. Evaluating the top 25 companies in the world and to see how they managed to go from good to great and how these companies last because many of them are seasonal. You see ministries that are seasonal and it's always the same thing. It's the next level of management. So Jim Collins writes and he says, you want to build a great company, you have to get rid of all the good people. Because good is the enemy of great. You have to get the right people on the right seat in the bus who can get the job done without having to receive an instruction twice. I mean, Jesus told His disciples once going to all the world, then He left. If you're working in a company and every week your line manager has to give you the same instruction, you're not worthy of your salary. I'm actually trying to help you by being truthful with you. Because I promise you, when your boss goes home, he's not thinking about you. He's not feeling sorry for you. He's not. And when, 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 when the directors sit together and they want to cut their budget, you don't want to be on the list that they possibly want to cut because of poor performance. I don't keep you there because they feel sorry for you. They ask the same question. Cost to company equals what? Any person that builds anything asks that question. Your cost to the company equals what? Hmm? Okay, I'll finish because I see some of you are being really tormented here tonight. <laughs> and you know, that's my speciality, right? Because I know people that don't have a hunger 
to change go nowhere. They run from church to church. They seek somebody to pacify them. Just make me feel good about myself. Make me feel good about myself. And they blame everybody else. I mean, if you've had five jobs in the last year, you know, go look in the mirror. You've had five boyfriends in the last year. It's not a problem with every boyfriend. Or you're a bad judge of character. Which is it? (laughs) You attract what? Huh? Who? You are. I don't understand. Men are hitting on me all the time. Hmm? 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 Hello? You attract what? Who you are. can change it by getting yourself back by being above by growing into what God called you I want to close with this because time's up here Ogmandino said I'm here for a purpose and that purpose is to grow into a mountain not to shrink to a grain of sand henceforth will I apply all my efforts to become the highest mountain of all and I will strain my potential until it cries for mercy. I'm here for a purpose. And that purpose is to grow into a mountain. Not to shrink to a grain of sand that people can step on. Henceforth will I apply all my efforts to become the highest mountain of all. And I will strain my potential until it cries for mercy. Well, that was Jesus Christ. I mean, we didn't even get there today. But the Bible says He was excellent in all He did. David writes, He says, Oh Lord, Lord, how excellent is Your name in all the earth. So when we represent God, we have to represent excellence in the workplace, not just in church, hallelujah, in our efforts. In everything we do, we have to represent our Father. So with this social media generation we have today and we see a lot of these things collapsing all over the world where young preachers have just tried to be cool and it's skinny jeans and holes everywhere and I don't care about all those things but all that coolness will build nothing you better build your character first and you better build some, 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 some discipline you better build some integrity you better build some determination you better get the know-how the knowledge the skill to get the job done so that you can have longevity. Longevity. Amen? So listen, God loves you. This message tonight is not about God not liking you. It's about how much God actually likes you. How much God loves you. But the question is, how much do you like you? And how much do you love you? Well, the life you live tells you. The level of your self-respect tells you. Because before you can love anybody else, you have to love yourself. And you cannot love yourself without experiencing the love that God has for you. God so loved the world. He loved you. He gave His most prized possession. Why will 
you allow yourself to be robbed of who God created you to be by other people who in a few years from now will not even be part of your life? No. Reposition yourself in the right place. And that is in the presence of God and then in the right frame of mind, which then means you have to study like this man says and become disciplined and determined to improve yourself, to enlarge yourself, to grow yourself, to become knowledgeable, to be skillful, to be a person of ability, to get the job done. No excuse. That's your choice. Nobody else's choice. That starts with a true encounter with Jesus Christ. Because, and that's what I don't understand. When people have Christ, they pray in the Holy Ghost, they pray in tongues, they fold, they've got the Word and everything, and then they still underperform. My brain, this brain of mine, I cannot comprehend it. I just cannot get it, my head around a person who is filled with the Holy Ghost, saved, has the Word of God, and does not have that unction to want to get ahead. Just, just cannot get my head around it. Cannot. For the life of me, I cannot. Why some people would just, just want to settle in a place called average. And then blame anybody else that gets anywhere because of jealousy. Doesn't matter what people say. People listen, change is not instant. It's a process. A journey of fruitfulness is not instant, it's a process. But it starts and ends with you. When you stop growing and you stop improving yourself and you stop, you lose your hunger. And you're no longer out there, whatever your sphere is that you're operating in, out there getting results. That's when you start dying in the place of employment. Because you were designed by God to be fruitful. And the greatest motivating factor, for I used to say for men, I think it's for everybody. I think it's for everybody, okay? I got in, in touch with my estrogen. It's for everybody. Is to actually accomplish something. Outside of the love of God, it's the sense of accomplishment. Hmm? Sense of accomplishment. How motivated are you really if you've accomplished nothing? Not motivated at all. Your energy level down, the way you walk, your shoulders stooping, your confidence in your eyes. Because you know you're living below, subconsciously. There are still many challenging hitting planet Earth. We don't have to fear them. We will rise above them. Or let me say those who understand these kind of teachings will rise above them. Will rise above the challenges will rise above the storms without losing themselves and they will fulfill all that God has for them. And the ones that are hiding their talents, they are gonna take those people's talents and those who are decreasing, they are gonna take the very things that people have lost and they are gonna be increasing and they're gonna be runners and they're gonna get ahead in life for the glory of God. Let's not just say, I want my life to be for your glory and think it is the fish on your car or your letterhead. My brother, it is 24-7. It is being an example of Jesus Christ wherever you are. 
It is radiating excellence. It's radiating life. It's radiating knowledge and skill and ability wherever you are. As a child of God, you become the voice of reason. You become the voice of light and the voice of hope and the voice of solving the company's problems. That's who you are. Then those people will want to serve God. That's it. I want to hear people ever say again, I don't want to employ a person from that church. Because the last person I employed, all they could do was pray and further on they could do nothing. And they have a degree. A degree, but they can't type a letter. Hello? Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one moving. You've come here tonight, you say, Pastor, I've heard you and really I feel like I've fallen short. Hey, we've all fallen short of God's stand and God's glory, all of us. The Bible says we've all fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Change starts through surrender. Please, no one moving. Surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. And you may be sitting in that place tonight and you're caught in a bad place. You're caught in a place called average pressure, whatever it is. Tonight you can break out. You can be free by giving yourself to Jesus Christ. Tonight you can be the standout person among your friends by coming to Jesus Christ. He is life. He's the way, the truth. And if you're serious about life and your future, you have to become serious about your relationship with Jesus Christ. It's, it's just how it is. There's no future outside of Him. Tonight as we bow our heads in this place, in Bloemfontein, in Johannesburg, in all our churches, wherever you are tonight, you say, Pastor, I need a fresh start with God, a new beginning. I'm tired of this life of mediocrity. I'm tired of living this life of conforming to anything and everyone else. Tonight, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Tonight, I need a fresh start. If that is the desire of your heart, forget the people around you because God is talking to your heart. Let me pray for you. If that's you tonight, quietly, wherever you are, just raise your hand. I want to say a prayer for you before we close the service. Lift it up high all over this place. Raise it now in Jesus' name. Say yes, include me in that prayer. Thank you. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Slip it up. Say yes, tonight, tonight I'm surrendering all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you, God bless you, bless you, bless you. Come to Jesus, come as you are. Last time I'll put a bit for now. It is a boodskap om te kritiseer nie, is a boodskap om jou te inspireer. Maar jy gaan nie inspireer word by die verhouding met Jesus Christus nie, gaan nie gebeur nie. Hij is jou leven, hij is die weg, die waarheid en die leven. Hij is die waarheid. Hij is jou moor, hij is jou toekomst. Hij is die enigste wat jou kan verander en sal verander door sy genade. Jy het nog nie hand opgetel nie, weet God praat met jou vanavond. Tel jou hand vanaf op, voor ek vir jou bid. Tel hom op, sê ja, sluit my in vanavond. In Jesus naam, dankie. What a great honor to pray with all of you. Thank you for being here, each and every one of you. You are very special to us, dear to us. God has got a great plan with your life. The many standing there in Bloemfontein tonight, 
and also Johannesburg and Cape Town and Port of Struem and all the churches with us tonight. You are valuable, you are precious. You know, we all mess up, but that's why Jesus came. We make mistakes, that's why Jesus came. We don't stand before a throne of judgment and condemnation. We stand before a throne of grace. And tonight you receive God's grace, God's forgiveness and God's mercy. So I want you to close your eyes, forget about everything, everyone. And I'm going to lead you in a conversation with God tonight. I suggest everybody praise this. And just say these words tonight. Say, Lord Jesus, tonight I give myself back to you. My spirit, my soul, my body. Please wash me with your blood. Tonight, I open my heart and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I believe with all my heart, you died for my sin. I believe you rose from the grave. I believe you're alive. Forgive me where I've fallen short of your glory. But tonight, I receive your grace, which I know, Father, will change me to live a life well-pleasing unto you. I surrender everything to you tonight in Jesus' Name. Amen and amen and amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a big praise. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information on CRC, visit www.crc.org.za.